Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We have an awesome show lined up for you today. It's an interview with James Barker, and he's going to explain how he got started with his first property and Airbnb. Stand by. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing out there? Mike Foster here, and welcome to an awesome episode here in the podcast. I've got with me a newly investor. His name is James Barker. He's in the military, and he is super motivated with his story on how he uses Airbnb to get started with investing. James, what's going on, buddy? Mike, how's it going, man? Great to be here. Um, really excited to share share what I got with you guys. Awesome, man. Hey, it's really, really, uh, it's great to have you on and really excited to get your story out there to everyone. Um, I, I know you share a story kind of similar to mine and getting started with vacation rentals. Uh, oh yeah. Magical thing. So, um, but first tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, let me see. I, uh, um, joined the military in 2012. Um, joined the Marine Corps, went through flight school, kind of the standard, uh, center pipeline there. Um, Pensacola, Corpus, and then over to uh, over to New River on uh, in North Carolina, and I've been there since. Right. Been there for about three years now, so loving it, enjoying it. Got a long way to go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. Um, so, and you just got started with real estate investing about how long ago? Oh, I uh, officially closed on my first property a little over a month ago. All right. So, yeah, I, I'd call that officially when, you know, I've been looking for about a year now, but actually making moves for about a month. So, okay. All right. Hey, man. Well, there you go. You know, you took the leap and that's, uh, and that's honestly, it's a step that a lot of people have nerves over, you know, just kind of getting started. Absolutely. Um, I agree. But you did. Can you can you walk us through a little bit on you know what you used to try and find your home? You know, like what uh, how you did your research and just kind of how you sure. how I did it. So let me see. I'd say first first step was uh, I started researching real estate when I was on deployment about a year ago, and um, didn't really know which direction I wanted to go. Single family, multifamily. I mean, there, there's a lot of different avenues as you guys know. So I was kind of overwhelmed with information and kind of what I. Uh, which route I wanted to go. So my, uh, my wife's family vacations in Gatlinburg, Tennessee every year. And that kind of got me started on the vacation rental idea. And uh, once I dug down that rabbit hole, that's, that's the rabbit hole I wanted to stay in at least initially. So I kind of, that's kind of what I got started on doing that. Um, I made a, I made first contact with my realtor, I'd say by the end of January and then me and him worked through a, a slog of, you know, finding the right house and going under contract and it not working out for seven months until we finally closed on a property. Wow. Oh yeah. 
Can you, uh, can you share us with some of those hurdles, some of the, the hard points that you ran into along that way? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so specifically for the Gatlinburg area, it's a, uh, it's a super hot market right now. Really competitive. Um, if there's a property on, uh, on the MLS for more than two weeks, it's probably not that great of a property or there's something oh, wrong. Wow. So okay. there, it's, it's, it, it's quite a hurdle to get into, especially for a newbie jumping in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that was, I'd say the biggest hurdle was when I found a good property or my realtor found me a good property. It was, it was a bidding war. Um, a lot of, a lot of properties were closing on more than asking value if they were really, really good. Um, and what they typically specialize in that area are, are turnkey vacation rentals, very minimal maintenance, very minimal things you need to do. They'll turn over everything fully furnished to you. Wow. Um, and then they have a, you know, the really good properties have a, have a really good rental history. So when you put those things on the MLS, people eat it up. So that was, that was tough finding something that was good. That wasn't as super competitive as everybody else thought it was. Okay. Okay. Was your property like a foreclosure or what, how, how exactly, uh, what, what exactly was it? And how did you manage to get yours through the system? So it, it wasn't, but, um, it was, I'd say poorly advertised. Okay. Was what, so, um, on the surface, it didn't look that great. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, when I first saw the property and went through all the photos on the, on the website, they, they weren't that good. Um, the, the money that they said they, they made the last year wasn't super impressive. And I started digging through on the property and I was like, you know what? These people are managing this completely wrong. This is a, this is kind of a diamond in the rough. And once I dug into it a lot more, I realized exactly what it was. So all of the super savvy investors who, um, who do this frequently kind of bypassed it because it didn't look that good on the surface. And there was a lot of other properties, you know, to draw their attention to. So they kind of ignored this one. So it was on the market for about 10 days before I actually made first contact with them with the uh, sellers. So awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so, so during that closing process, how smooth was everything from inspection to appraisal and to, to closing? Did it all kind of work out? Okay. Or, uh, Oh no, it wasn't smooth at all. No, it wasn't. Um, it was a, it's kind of exciting though. Um, it was a, I kind of like a little chaotic situations and this was definitely one of them. Okay. Um, So I had a, I had a bank that um, a local bank that I was pretty much sticking with and I made, made contact with them February, March timeframe and told them that, and and I'd actually gone under contract with a property earlier in uh, June timeframe. So I was going to stick with them the entire way and they, they had pretty good, they had a pretty good interest rate and pretty good closing fees, at least one of the better ones that I'd found. Um, and then when I went under contract with this property, they jumped their closing fees up maybe four or $5,000 for the entire property. Whoa. Yeah. So closing was, closing was just shy of $20,000. And, uh, it's like, you know what, that, uh, that is extremely high. So I, um, essentially threw them aside and found another bank really, really quick. Um, okay. this was already after we gone under contract. So that was extremely hectic trying to find another bank that was uh, in that short of time frame and still keep closing dates. Right. Yeah. Um, oh goodness. But you, yeah. Found, but you found another bank. And, yeah. Uh, 
And uh, and I and I should have went with them first. Um, it was the bank that I actually bought this house in, just a normal house, first time buying a house, um, single family home, moving. Um, and it was uh, it was that bank that I used, and I I didn't realize I didn't really think about them for an investment strategy, and I should have because I, I was familiar with the uh, with the mortgage broker, and he was he was really really good, and I should have went with him first, and I could have saved myself a little heartache. At the end of the day, it all worked out perfectly, but. You know. There you go. Right. Yeah. Hey, man. Lessons um, learned, right? You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was this a mm-hmm. was this a, a local bank, a smaller bank, or was this like a, a bigger national bank? The bank that I went with finally was uh, the National Bank of Kansas City. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. All right, man. But, yeah. Back when I was in flight school, I had a flight instructor tell me, "Give me a contact to the bank," and. uh so I told him I was going to buy a house in North Carolina and that was who I went with and super impressed with them. They don't play any games and they, they didn't have any closing fees at all except for like a hundred dollars for the entire bank. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notice yeah. the crazy difference in that, right? Yeah. It was, it was real hard to be and the interest rate was pretty substantially better too. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Wow. Well, all right. We'll see. So there you go. And now, you know, you are a homeowner, right? So you've got got that on your belt and um, that's amazing. So, and so with the vacation rentals, so can you tell us a little bit on how you guys started with that? Yeah. So again, my thought, my initial thought process was, um, so doing a single family or I kind of looked into multifamily for a little bit and it was a little overwhelming to be honest, jumping in straight away. I didn't have that many resources um, at my, at my disposal at the moment. Um, So I kind of went away from that single family home. I was already familiar with buying that, but again, kind of, you know, investing, it it was a little somewhat overwhelming. Yeah. Um, And vacation rentals, I'd say a little more complicated, but I I felt comfortable doing it. And I'm not entirely sure why, Mm -hmm. um, it, um, it just kind of sat well with me. And, and really what it came down to was I, you weren't going to earn a bigger return on investment on a single family home or a multifamily home, um, at least for a first guy jumping in. Um, right. Vacation rental was the fastest way to gain equity and to, mm-hmm. to gain capital. Um, and that's kind of why I went down that route. And once I jumped in it, it wasn't as overwhelming as I thought. So I stuck with it. Okay. There you go, man. Well, like I said, you know, I, I commend you because you take that leap that a lot of folks have that hurdle, you know, in getting started. Um, so first of all, bravo for that. Uh, second Thanks. of all, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, just getting in the home. A lot of people uh, feel this anxiety, you know, in going through the deal, even making an offer, you know, can be really, you know, uh, crazy because then it's like, all right, well, what if they don't accept it? Right. Or what if they do? You know, what if they do accept your offer? Now what? You know, so it, yeah, that craziness to figure out. And of course, you had your journey, um, but I'm sure you learned a lot, right? And I'm sure there's a lot that you can apply into going into your next one. Um, and even more so, you took a jump into the vacation rental market, which you know isn't as easy, you know, as I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, shows or people right make it make it sound. But um, but it's a little definitely not. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely not. But it's very lucrative, right? And it's it is it is it has the ability to uh, to bring up. So so can you share with us some of the success that you've had so far with Airbnb, or and even some kind of some of the lessons learned that you've that you've experienced along the way? 
so yeah, I'd say my lessons learned, um, at least going through the whole real estate process, um, was I'd say similar lessons learned to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole, just the step-by-step start to finish. Um, it's not, it's not going to go smooth. Um, right. it's not going to go exactly according to plan. Um, and that's okay. That's completely fine. Um, that's why you, uh, you, you educate yourself and kind of expect the unexpected and expect things to go a little, um, left or right of what you planned. Um, and I think if you, if you stomach that, then you'll be, you'll be okay. Right. That was say, my biggest lesson learned, um, specifics for the vacation rental market. Um, it's, and I kind of anticipated this as well. It's, it's tough getting a start mm-hmm. and that's because you're, you're getting a property turned over to you that doesn't have tenants in it. You're getting a property that is most people don't plan their vacations a week out. So you're, you're creating a listing on Airbnb and VRBO and you're completely fresh with no reviews and no turnover whatsoever. And you have a mortgage payment due in a month. So with all your bills, right? So that, that initial jump was, uh, was, I'd say I expected it to be a little hectic and it was just mm-hmm. getting all those initial bookings for the first two months, I would say to get you stabilized. Um, that was, that was a lesson learned and I'm glad I did my research with that and kind of planned ahead and set money aside to, to cover, you know, play catch up essentially. To cover those expenses in the meantime. Yeah. Right. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yep. Yeah. Very yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, big, uh, another huge lesson learned. Um, it's, I, I kind of expected it honestly to be a little more work and that, I don't know if that makes any more sense. Um, but you know, dealing with the customers and dealing with the bookings and dealing with everything like that, once you, once you get everything automated and find a system for you, it really isn't that much work. Um, I sent a couple emails, maybe once a day, maybe twice, you know, maybe every other day. Um, you know, I text my cleaning service and kind of, you know, I have a good relationship with them. And once you build all those contacts and get everything kind of automated and on a system, it really isn't that much work. So, which was unexpected in a good way. So (laughs) in a good way, well, you know, you, you planned ahead, right. Um, and I think you really touched on something I want to kind of come back to here. Finding a system that is key. And I think that's key with investing in general, right? Because so much chaos can come into the mix and add a lot of stress. But when you have a good system in place, you know, it it definitely takes away a lot of that stress and slows everything down for you, right? Allows you to process it. But, um, but so can you explain to us a little bit about your system and how you, how you go ahead? So, I'd say typical vacation rentals have a property management company. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say typically I don't. And okay. the reason I don't is because again, specifically in the Gallenberg area, they charge a huge percentage off the top, 30, 40% off the top. Wow. You can't cool. make money. If you're going to use a, if you have a mortgage, you can't make money. There's mathematically impossible for you to come out in the green. So, right. um, Jumping into it, I uh, I kind of had that hurdle to go with, and you know, reading a couple books, and I'll touch on those a little later. Um, you, you really don't need a property management company. Um, the the key things you need are a cleaning service that you can trust um, wholeheartedly with your property, um, and then a maintenance crew to trust that is not going to rip you off. 
And really, those are the two biggest things. If you have those two things in place there on the ground, you, you'll be okay. Right. Um, and then in terms of your management, your organization back here, I run everything from my phone. You know, I made, I made that property happen from my phone. <laughs> yeah, I have right. stuff on my computer, obviously, but for the most part, you know, I have all my emails organized on my phone. My Airbnb and VRBO apps are all on my phone. You know, it's, it's whatever organization system works for you. But those, those are the biggest factors, I'd say, to, to succeeding in that. You don't need a property management company. Right. Um, and really, and maybe it's a little uh, um, arrogant of myself, but I figured, you know what, I can do better than the property management companies because it's, it's my property and I care about it more than they do. Amen. Uh, and if they, if they have 30, 40, 50 properties to manage, there's no way they're going to run mine as well as I'm going to manage mine if I have one you know, now or two or three. There's right. no way they're going to do as good as I'm going to do. So especially with a good cleaning service and a good maintenance company in place, I, I can do better than they can do. So that's kind of what, what led me to doing kind of the, the route that I went. Right. No, that's fair, man. That is absolutely fair. I mean, it is your property, right? So, I mean, of course, you know, just like anything, if it's yours, you're going to take better care of it than someone Exactly. Else. That's fact. So, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. So, and very impressive. So you run it from your phone and you just use the Airbnb and the VRBO apps, right? You just... Use those. Okay. Awesome. I said, we're very, very similar, man. I use really? them as well. Yep. I do those as well with my rental. Um, nice. It was, uh, it was clutch while I was out in, uh, in Dubai this past deployment because I had the ability to go in and use those apps uh, to communicate awesome. with and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, but right, you know, it's, it's not as hard as people think. And I think that once you have that system in place, like you said, with your emails and stuff, it just, it just becomes push button at that point. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You just have to stay organized, which is true of anything. Honestly, it's not specific to the vacation rental market. Um, Let's say in life and real estate, you know, in your job, you have to be organized. So this is just another thing you got to be organized at. So I'd say this is very, very tough to do if you're not organized and you're kind of shooting from the hip. I think you're going to be hard pressed to do well at it. Exactly. That's a good point, man. It's a great point. And you've got your head on straight. I, honestly, I wish you best of luck and success with this. But so, can you tell us a little bit about where you're looking to go? What kind of goals you have in mind for, yeah. Uh, yeah, for your best? So, um, so I guess, I guess the different properties there, you know, you have two bedroom, three, four, and then you have these huge log castles that are there. Oh, yeah. um, so, at, at least for me, jumping in initially, I wanted to get because at the end of the day, it's just as much effort for me to run a single bedroom as it is a log castle once it's all set up. It's the same effort managing bookings and, you know, maybe there's a little more maintenance on those huge properties, but right. at the end of the day, it's, it takes about the same effort. Okay. So I wanted to get the biggest property that my budget could afford. Um, so that's what I, that's what I did. Um, I, I, I essentially, um, when I found this property, I would say it was almost slightly out of budget, but I tapped myself out enough to, to do it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, so my next goals are, I, I really like this property, so I don't want to sell it right now and, you know, do a 1031 exchange to a, to a larger property. I'm kind of, I kind of want to hang out with this property and get properties of similar size or maybe just a little bit smaller, two bedroom, three bedroom. Okay. Stick with the four bedroom property. Currently the one I have right now is a four bedroom, four and a half bath. Um, Ooh, nice. About, about 3,000 square feet or so. It's, wow. it's, it's a nice property. Um, okay. Yeah. 
So similar sizes like that, um, I think are good for, for now. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. That's awesome. Uh, you keep it big then it gives you a lot more options. Um, you mentioned real quick about the 1031 exchange. Do you mind just breaking it down bare bones for some of our, uh, listeners who might be new to that concept and don't necessarily. Yeah. Um, so again, when I, when I first did the research on, you know, taxes and everything, mm-hmm. um, I imagine it was the same as everybody else. Super overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff to learn. <laughs> um, a lot of big numbers, a lot of big words. Uh, so 1031 exchange, you can defer your, uh, your, your taxes your, uh, that you make from selling the property if you buy another property within a certain time span. Um, and most people use the 1031 exchange to go from a smaller property, I'd say, to a, a larger property, whether it be you know, um, multifamily to a bigger multifamily or for this, you know, it would be my four-bedroom to, uh, I'd say, like a six- or seven-bedroom log castle, you can call it, in Gatlinburg. Um, super useful tool, definitely on the table in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and, and realistically it's the same amount of effort. Like I talked about running a four bedroom than it is a six bedroom. So you're really, you're just increasing the size of your property with not really much effort, um, extra mm-hmm. effort putting into it. So awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Good to go. Um, so, Yes. So I definitely uh, am really, really glad to have gotten you on here, man. I think yeah. you've a lot of really good wisdom, you know, for, for those who are getting started. Um, and I appreciate it. I want to take you real quick through our bonus round. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just three simple questions just to kind of gauge, you know, your, your mindset and where you're at. And, um, and also just for our, our listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit, but sure. can you tell me what is your favorite book and why? Oh, I'd say my favorite book is No Shortcuts to the Top by Ed Vesters. And Never heard if anyone has any, it's, it's, I'd say most people probably haven't heard of that book. It's, um, um, it's a, I'd say a mountaineering book. Um, and Ed Vesters was, um, I don't want to butcher it. I'd say he was the first American to climb the 14, um, 8,000 meter peaks in the world without supplemental oxygen. He's a, he's a pretty, pretty tough dude. Um, uh, and the reason I, I like his book is one, I like mountaineering. So reading about it is, you know, I enjoy it and it's awesome. And two, it's really, it brings about a pretty good life lesson in that it's this, this guy, Ed had this goal of doing this for, he worked on it for, you know, almost two decades and he just kept persisting on it. Uh, and he had his long-term goal in mind. He didn't let anybody deter him. He didn't let almost getting killed multiple times deter him. A little extreme for the real estate side, but it, it's wow. a good, yeah. uh, it's, it's a good mindset to be in and you right. know, set a long-term goal and to, and to, and to just keep slogging away at it and just keep chipping away at it. I, I really like the book. That's incredible, man. Wow. Yeah. I I love hearing, um, books like that, you know, mindset books, because, you know, I think that that's something too. a lot of people, they get too focused on the real estate, but they don't understand that the biggest battle that we have is in our mind. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And being Um, able to push through that is, it's important. And anybody's smart enough to learn the specifics of real estate, but to actually, to do it and to get your mind right for what you're going to encounter. That's, that's definitely the tough part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Um, okay. So question number two, 
who is your biggest hero and why? Um, I'd say maybe a cliche answer for this. I, I'd say my parents and um, I don't want to single out one or the other because they're, I mean, they're both great. Um, maybe a little personal bias on that, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't, I honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. And they um, have been incredibly supportive with uh, uh, specifically, you know, my military career, everything that I've done in life and more recently the uh, real estate career that I'm going on. Um, for example, like my mom and my dad, uh, they went out to the, uh, so this cabin that I bought, mm. I didn't, I bought it without going and physically looking at it. Um, so wow. I, I bought it, I bought it off of a, again, a very trusted realtor taking a very detailed video of it. Um, and that was good enough for me. Um, wow. so my parents were actually the first ones out to the cabin and uh, it was totally mismanaged and they were the ones who initially put up all the new decorations and put in, you know, the new TVs and, and stuff like that. So uh, they, they've been completely supportive of everything I've done. So I, I wouldn't be here without them, honestly, literally and figuratively. That's incredible. And you know what? I mean, absolutely. You know, give, give that respect to your parents um, because I, they're huge support and obviously great influence. But I want to touch on something real quick because this was actually yeah. a conversation, very funny that this came up, but a conversation that I had earlier about buying properties without actually having been there and, you know, seen it. Can, can you walk us through, you know, like, yeah, how did that all happen? So you said that your realtor took a video of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd say important, most important thing is whoever is there looking at it, do you, do you trust them? Mm-hmm. Are they on your side or are they just trying to make a paycheck? Right. Um, and it's okay if they're trying to make a paycheck, but as long as they're on your side and do you fully trust them? Um, my realtor is awesome. He, he's, he went to a couple of properties that I thought were good and he's like, James, you don't want this. You, you don't want this property and here's why. Um, and someone that's, you know, in the, you know, realtor market that tells me I don't want this property. I trust him legitimately. Um, so whenever I sent him out to this property and he's like, you know what, this is, this is awesome. This is a great property. Um, and he started taking off boxes that I loved. Like he's like, the yard is completely, you know, landscaping is completely neglected. Um, it's dirty. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of TLC that needs to get done. And I, that's just, you know, check boxes that I like. Um, and, and he was the one who sold it to me. He was like, you know what? This is, this is a good property. You okay. need to go for it. Um, obviously, you know, I wasn't going to do it blind and pictures don't do it justice. So he took a, you know, a handful of really detailed videos and put them on YouTube for me. And that, that was good enough for me. Okay. So his, his word plus the videos, um, that, that was enough for me. Outstanding. Yeah. So you, you built that rapport and that trust with that realtor. Um, he knew exactly what you wanted. Right. And he, and he had that, that, um, I guess that foresight to kind of, you know, go into that property, knowing what you looked for and then being able to pick apart each property piece by piece and to give yep. you that picture, that clear picture. Right. And took videos so you can verify and see with your own eyes. That's amazing, man. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. It's a long-term game for them as well. I mean, they, they, you know, they survive off of uh, recommendations and I, I told them from the get go, um, his name's Steve. And I was like, Hey Steve, this is a, I'm, this isn't the only property I'm going to purchase. This is a long-term game for me. Um, I want you to be my realtor. Um, and if this works out, this is not going to be the only property that I purchase. 
um, which I'm sure a lot of people tell their realtors to start off with. And you kind of have to say that to, to get there, you know, to get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I went under contract for the first property, that's when I think he realized I was serious because I'm sure they get a lot of people that aren't serious that just kind of shop around and don't do anything. Right. When I actually was willing to put money towards it, that's when I think, and I noticed that he noticeably took a different approach with me once he realized I was legitimate. Um, And since then that's, it's been awesome. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. And congratulations on that, you know, because I think that every, every good real estate investor has a, an equally good team, if not better, right. To kind of help them out. You can't do it without them. Can't do it. So that's, that's awesome, man. Congrats and best of luck to your future in investing in that area. That's crazy. Um, all right, guys. Woo, man, I love it. That was powerful. That was awesome. All right. Uh, question number three. Okay. What nuggets? And you've already given us a bunch of nuggets out there for folks who are getting started, but if you can keep it to three, what three, you know, or one or two, whatever, right? Do you have for those who haven't gotten started yet, but are looking to take that step? Okay. Um, let me see. I'd say first and foremost, you have to educate yourself. And just like most people listening to this are most likely in the military, you, you can't get good at your job without educating yourself. Experience will never carry the day if you're not willing to read and willing to learn about the subject that you're, you're trying to become a master in, in this case, real estate. You have to, you have to study. You have to read books. You have to be obsessed with it. If you do that, that'll help you carry the day when things don't go your way. And that kind of leads into my second nugget, which is stay persistent and don't get discouraged, um, especially starting off. It's so easy uh, to not commit yourself to this starting because you haven't really committed to anything. Most likely haven't committed financially. You've just committed a little bit of time and it's really easy when things don't go your way to just kind of pick up your toys and leave. Um, And that's, I would imagine why a lot of people don't get started doing this is because it's hard to start. Um, And that's okay. It's expected. Um, Just stick with it. Um, Everybody got started doing real estate or doing this for a reason. And that was whatever your own personal opinion is, but there's, you wanted to better yourself in some way and better your life and better your family. There's something that sparked your interest to do this. So when things get difficult, think about that. Think about why you started it and just go back to that. Um, Things are not going to go your way all the time. And that's just something you have to swallow and accept with really anything that you do. And this is no different. Um, So just stick with it. And I'd say my third um, nugget, which kind of came naturally and kind of, it makes sense when you think about it is you have to be a good person. And, when that really is going to carry the day is you got to realize that everyone that you're involved with is trying to, um, you know, better themselves in some way, whether that being your real estate agent, your mortgage broker, your banker, mm-hmm. your accountant, your CPA, they all have a profession and they're all trying to, that most likely is their source of income. Realize that they're human too. They make mistakes. Um, and you want to set yourself up to be the person that they don't want to see fail. If you're a good person and you are real with them and you're not phony or counterfeit or put on an image because you're in a business, um, 
they're going to see that and they're going to see that you're genuine and they're going to want you to succeed. And they're going to go out of their way rather than you just being another one of their clients. You're going to be the one that they really are putting stock into. You've got to become that person. And that starts off with just being a good human being. That's carried me a lot further than I thought it would. Um, and it's come through in ways that I didn't think it would. And I'm thankful that that's how it played out. Um, so those are my, my three nuggets to everybody getting started with this. Dude, that's amazing, man. Absolutely amazing and great points. Um, all of them, I honestly think you even gave, you know, a, uh, a, a fourth one, which is, you know, things aren't going to go your way. You know, I know it kind of, you know, goes synonymous with stay persistent, but it's a hard, you know, truth. Um, not only in our jobs, you know, in the military, but also in real estate, you know, I mean, things are not going to go your way, but you have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. Um, and right. And you got to stay persistent. So that's, that's legit, man. Very, very sound. Um, and thank you so much again, dude. I really appreciate your time, James. I mean, I know you could be doing a whole lot, you know, more, uh, or you could really be sleeping really at this, this time of night, <laughs> you know, I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, but we really do appreciate your time, uh, and your, uh, your attention to motivating, you know, those folks out there that are looking to get started or maybe some that have just gotten started and need a little encouragement. Um, and so, yeah. So thanks again. Welcome to the ADPI team, man. We are, uh, movement out there glad to be here glad to help you guys out and um we didn't we didn't really talk much specifics in terms of vacation rental kind of like you know almost like a hold your hand start so if anyone has any questions um and i know a lot of people when they start off doing something they listen to podcasts for example or they read books and they're like well that doesn't really help me get started specifically with the first step. If anyone has any questions on how to specifically get started, we didn't cover it in the podcast, but I am totally here to help you guys out. You know, find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on the uh, uh, Facebook group. Uh, I mean, I'm here to help you guys out. I'll answer whatever questions you have and I won't BS you. If I don't know something, I'll, I'll do what I can to research it um, and we'll figure it out together, but I'll definitely either to help you with specifics, if, whether that be just getting started in real estate or vacation rentals. Um, if you want to run numbers by me um, and talk, you know, legit numbers, I'm, I'm here to help you guys out. Awesome, man. That's great. And you know what? Hey, we'll, uh, we can bring you back on the podcast, you know, at a later date and we can go, you know, through some deep dive in some specific Airbnb topics. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. To. I like it. I like it. All right, bud. Thanks again for your time. Take good care. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, man, I'm so motivated. That was an epic interview. Thank you so much, James, for your support. And please, if you guys have a story out there that you would like to share, come share it with us. We love to talk to folks who are just getting started out there because you guys motivate other people to go out there, take action, and start building their financial freedom. All right, if you are looking for some help, come reach out to us www.activedutypassiveincome.com we have a full course set up that's designed to help take you from zero to close and you'll also get the benefit of our start the spark network where we physically mentor you throughout the process we can hop on a phone call and we help find exactly what you're looking for and we help take you step by step okay really looking forward to connecting with all of you guys thanks again i'm out of here